The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Atlantic Nurse Specialists is located at 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown, New Jersey. You can reach us on the web at ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. Our number to reach us is 973-285-7800. Again, don't let insurance dictate where you go for the best neurosurgical care in the state. We see all patients. Okay, as always, I'm bringing you an exciting show this Sunday morning, and my topic is to basically uh, launch Breast Cancer Month. So I have a special guest, Dr. Nancy Elliott from the Montclair Breast Center in Montclair, New Jersey. I'll give you her number before we speak with her. It's 973-509-1818. Good morning, Dr. Elliott. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for coming on. This is uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so I thought it would be great to launch the month with you on the show. Um, before we get into the questions, there's so many because it's such an interesting topic. Just let us know a little bit about you and your center. Um, well, I am a uh, fellowship-trained breast surgeon, one of the first in the state of New Jersey. I've been in practice for 25 years, and what... I have done that's very special is created a multidisciplinary breast center. I found out quite shortly when I started my practice that so many women came to me with abnormal mammograms and what they really needed was a really good mammogram and not a surgeon. Right. And so I added mammography to my breast surgery practice and now over the years we've grown and we have three fellowship trained breast imagers. Uh, we have a stereotactic biopsy. We have a surgery suite. We have a breast MRI. So we have all the services that uh, women need to detect their breast cancer, uh, to biopsy it, and to treat it. So it's truly a multidisciplinary center, which is awesome because when you go for your mammogram, you have a mammogram, say, at a hospital, you have to wait for those results. Then you get those results, and if they're abnormal, now you have to make another appointment to go somewhere else, and then another appointment. So this is go to the and center. And you know how much stress that is? I can imagine. <laughs> Definitely That's a lot imagine. of stress when you're told that your mammogram is abnormal, and they call you back. Right, and you have to so wait for another appointment. So on At Montclair so Breast Center, you have a mammogram, and then you sit down with one of the breast imagers, and they give you the results right away, and you get to actually look at your films and talk to the breast doctor. Okay. That's, that's incredible, and it's great to see it's local to everyone. Let's get into this topic. Um, my first question was, what is breast cancer? It's a very simple question, but really what I want to let people know is, what happens in the breast that causes cancer? I know, being a medical background, that it's an irregular formation of cells. And, uh, but give the listeners a little bit of a look of what happens to the breast when you have breast cancer. Well, you know, breast cancer is a cancer, which is uncontrolled growth. Okay. 
So what happens is the uh, lining cells of the breast ducts continue to grow out of control and uh, form a mass, which can then spread into lymphatic channels or the bloodstream and go to other parts of your body. So that's what's so scary about breast cancer is that, you know, ultimately women, women die of it. Right. And it's very, very prevalent. And we hear all the race for the cure and the pink ribbons. Yeah, in fact, it is the uh, number one cause of death for women age 40 to 55. And that's why women fear it so much, because it's, you know, attacks women uh, really in the prime of their life. Right. Another simple question, but who gets breast cancer? Is there specific women that get breast cancer over other women. You hear a lot of things in the media nowadays and mm. different risk factors and, and different blood tests. Yeah, but the and... fact is that if you're a woman and you have breasts, you're at risk for breast cancer. Um, there really, um, there really aren't, there are some women who are more prone, who have more risk factors, but if you look at an average woman's risk of breast cancer, it's 11%. Over her lifetime, a woman has an 11% chance of getting breast cancer sometime in her life. That's the average woman. That's a lot. That's oh, pretty high risk high. to me. Sure, oh. 11%. 11, 11%, there, yes. Are there any women that are at higher risks? And if so, what, what are those risk factors? Um, well, because we well, hear me, so much in the media. Let me tell you some of the ones that, that women don't realize. You know, of course, they say, oh, I have no family history. So having a family history, having someone in your family, male or female, that has breast cancer or ovarian cancer, that's a risk factor. So we all know that. But what about delaying pregnancy till after age 30 or never having a full-term pregnancy? And these days, there aren't that many women that are having children in their 20s anymore. So right. that's a risk factor. Early menarche, so if you get your period at 11, 10, or 11, that's a risk factor also. Um, having dense breast tissue on your mammogram increases your risk fourfold of breast cancer. So knowing what your breast density is on a mammogram is important. Now, is that because the, the breast is dense or because the imaging is more difficult or just... You know, we don't really understand why women that have dense breasts on a mammogram, why that increases their risk of cancer. But let me explain sure. about uh, what, is, what is dense breast. Right. So the breast is made up of glandular tissue and fat. The glandular tissue and supporting structures show up as white on a mammogram, and fat shows up as black on a mammogram. So the more fat you have on a mammogram, that makes you less dense. And the more glandular and supporting tissue, that makes you, it more dense. And it's really a genetic characteristic. It's not really anything you eat or do or related to body weight. It's really a genetic um, uh, attribute that you inherit from one of your parents. Okay. And for women who, uh, say, start the process, I know you're supposed to do self-breast exams. That is, that's probably the number one thing that women can do on their own. Um, well, and then. You know, we don't really want to feel breast cancers anymore. Okay. Okay. I then mean, it's advanced at that point. You're feeling a lump. That's, you know, 
you, you want to find it on imaging. On imaging. Okay, you want to find it on your mammogram. You want to find it on an ultrasound, a breast ultrasound. You want to find it on a breast MRI. You really would be best if you don't feel breast cancer. Okay. So even though I teach my patients, you know, breast self-exam, and I'll say it's a good idea, you know, you're in the shower, soapy water, takes two minutes, two seconds, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, there are areas of the breast that the mammogram doesn't get. You know, don't forget the mammogram is a rectangle. The breast is not a rectangle. So it, all the breast tissue doesn't get on the film. So there are the outskirts of the breast that it would be a good idea to Near do breast self-exam. Okay. Um, with You're talking about imaging itself. Now, what age, um, because a lot of stuff, even um, for me with colonoscopy, there's a certain age you should start. Um, if self-exams is not the way and imaging is, what age? Because now I'm hearing women in their 20s. Um, recently, I heard of a very close friend that's 29 um, with breast cancer. And normally, is there an age that you should start having breast imaging? We recommend uh, to start at age 35. Okay. Certainly the, you know, the breast self-exam, you know, is more important for younger women because they're not getting mammography. But the reality is that it's, breast cancer is not that common in your 20s. It definitely happens, but it's not really not that common. Um, so at the, starting at age 35, um, we do a baseline mammogram. Then generally, depending upon risk factors, we'll go to 37 and then start yearly mammograms at age 40. Okay. So the best way to detect an early breast cancer is imaging. Um, I, again, being medically oriented from years ago, I know there are different types of imaging. What is the newer way now we do imaging of the breast? And if you can take someone listening through that process, if they've never had it, some people are worried. I know when my wife goes, she's very concerned because it hurts. And then she went and she said, it didn't really hurt. So being a male, I don't know. Um, <laughs> explain to those listeners Although who are... men do get breast cancer. Yes, I've actually <laughs> seen that when I was in the hospital. Yeah. Um, explain to a, someone who, who's listening to us what a mammogram entails. What would their experience be at the center? Well, one of the things I, I really wanted to um, discuss and talk about and tell uh, your listeners is a 3D mammography or breast tomosynthesis. And we recently... Um, uh, installed a 3D mammography unit at Montclair Breast Center, and uh, we've been using it for three months. Now all of our patients, all of our screening patients, get a 3D mammogram. And besides the fact that it picks up more breast cancers, and we've had two women uh, that we picked up a, a small breast cancer that we felt for sure that we only picked it up because we had 3D. So that was two women in three months, um, and we were really excited about the technology. But the other thing besides the increase in detection rate is that it's not as painful, and everyone is almost more excited by the fact that it doesn't hurt. Okay. Okay, because you don't need to compress the breast um, as hard as you do with a typical 2D mammogram. Um, because the 3D um, takes multiple sections of the breast, so we were taking like 15 or 20 views, kind of scanning the breast with the x-ray equipment, we don't have to compress as hard. So that was actually a benefit that um, 
is 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 enjoyed by the patients. Okay. Um, in my past life, I was an X-ray tech. Um, is it sounds similar to a, a CAT scan in, in a sense, where it takes multiple slices? Yeah, um, the technology is very different, but right. the fact that it takes multiple slices that's that's the same. Okay. But you know, let me just tell you another thing about why um, you know women fear. You know, they you know obviously they fear getting a mammogram. Um, because they're afraid, they're afraid the of results, breast cancer. Right. But if women go every year and they have the best technology available, and, and this is what I tell my patients, I said, you know what? You're doing everything that you can to detect this early. And if you do get breast cancer, it's going to be small, it's going to be tiny, it's going to be easily treatable, and most likely without chemotherapy. And that kind of alleviates some of the fear. You know, they, they really uh, feel that they're, they're doing everything that they can. They have the best technology. They're getting a 3D mammogram. They're getting an ultrasound if they need it. They're getting a breast exam. And we discuss ways to reduce the risk of breast cancer. So our patients have a breast doctor, okay? And I think that Women need a breast doctor. That's what I was going to ask you. Women should have a breast doctor. So a gynecologist for their other and then a breast doctor specifically for the breast. Why do women have a gynecologist? If you add up ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, cervical cancer together, one-third the incidence of breast cancer. Yet women go to a gynecologist every year, but they don't go to a breast doctor. And unfortunately, gynecologists are not that knowledgeable about breast cancer. You know, they're not looking at the mammogram. They don't know how to read mammograms. They don't, um, they don't talk about risk reduction for breast cancer, genetic testing. So, you know, a, for a malignancy, a cancer that kills more women age 40 to 55, women should be going to see a breast doctor. Okay, and when you're saying breast doctor, is that a breast surgeon? I think it's really more a breast imager, really a radiologist that's going to talk to you about screening. Okay. In our practice, where we kind of tailor what the patient needs. So generally the screening patients and the lower risk patients just see the breast imager. They're educated that if they feel something in their breast or if they, that they can see the breast surgeon. So that I am available for women that have problems with breast imaging. But for the routine patients, they can just come and have a mammogram and sit down with the breast imager. The breast imager really understands um, a lot about risk factors and will, if they feel that the patient needs more imaging, you know, will we'll recommend, we'll recommend that. I generally see the patients at highest risk or women that have a problem. So I'll see women that have the breast cancer gene. And you know that where with we discovered the breast cancer gene what, over 10, BRCA1 and, BRCA and 2. Right. Yeah, over you know 10 years ago, and more and more women are being tested for the breast cancer gene. So um, when you, if, you're, if, if you have the breast cancer gene, you have a 50 to 80% lifetime risk of getting breast cancer. So these women get MRIs every year, and, and, I, and I see them at least once a year. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Again, my guest today is Dr. Nancy Elliott from Montclair Breast Center in Montclair. Her number there is 973-509-1818. We've gotten a lot of great information so far on breast cancer and uh, most importantly, breast imaging. Uh, and we left off discussing about high-risk patients that Dr. Elliott sees, um, uh, most of them at the center, and that most people should have a breast doctor. Um, along with their gynecologist. So my question um, when we took a break leading off is, with the high-risk patients, you hear a lot in the media about this gene. Um, wh when should women, should all women get checked for that? Um, I know with Angelina Jolie in the news, right, right. Um, that really started a, a flurry of people running to get that test. Um, and we know with insurance these days, um, what's covered, what not. I heard it's a very expensive test. Um, and I know even listening to the women in my office, there is a little bit of a concern. Who should get that test? Should everyone get that test? Well, you know, that's another advantage of uh, having a breast doctor is that you get to really discuss this with a knowledgeable professional. Um, there are guidelines that we use to decide who needs genetic testing. And... Uh, if you meet those guidelines, then your insurance will cover genetic testing. So uh, most of our patients, um, their insurance does cover genetic testing. We really haven't uh, had a problem. There are some outlier insurance companies where we have a little you know, more problem. Uh, comprehensive testing may be upwards of $4,000, but uh, something called... Um, the Ashkenazi panel is only $600. So um, uh, I, I don't think insurance is an issue in, in this case because I think that insurance companies realize that if your risk of breast cancer is 50 to 80 percent, right. it costs less to treat an early small breast cancer that doesn't need chemotherapy than to treat a large cancer or metastatic breast cancer. That's right. very expensive. Sure. So it would save everybody money if we found the small little cancers. So what we really need to try to convince the insurance companies is that maybe if they pay a little more money up front for better imaging, better and more imaging, they would save it down the line in less cost to treat breast cancer. 
right. and less women dying of breast cancer. Right. Is there a criteria to have the genetic testing? Like you said, there's specific things the insurance looks for. Is it a family history? Yeah, generally, you need two first-degree relatives uh, with breast or ovarian cancer. Okay, so... Um, just having a mother with breast cancer, unless you're Ashkenazi Jewish, then if you, you, you can get, you know, testing more easily because the, the gene is much more prevalent in the Ashkenazi Jewish population. But generally having a mother with postmenopausal breast cancer is not going to get you genetic testing. Okay. So the things premenopausal breast cancer, bilateral breast cancer, um, aunts, um, sisters, mothers, um, you know, multiple relatives with breast or ovarian cancer or having a male relative with breast cancer. Th- these are the um, things that we look for in the history. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm kind of answering my own question in my head. I mean, the best thing to prevent this and to get a good guide on this is to go to the breast center, go to a breast doctor. Um, but for the women that are listening that are, are concerned, um, you know, do I have this? Do I not have this? And then you hear about women who have this gene and they're actually having mastectomies um, even before they have breast cancer. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you don't have to have bilateral mastectomy because you have the breast cancer gene. Uh, what you have to do is get an MRI every year. Because... Become very friendly with your breast doctor, <laughs> really. And uh-huh. yeah, you have you know you have a mammogram, perhaps an ultrasound every year, and then in the six month interval you get the MRI. So many of our women that have the breast cancer gene don't have mastectomies, or you know wait until you know. They're in their 40s, certainly after childbearing. Um, you know, that's a uh, complex uh, issue, and there's really not an easy answer to it. Um, there are, you know, actually therapists that specialize in women with the breast cancer gene to help them make decisions that are best counselor, okay. for them. Not genetic counselors and, and psychotherapists. Okay to help them come to decisions regarding whether they should have a prophylactic mastectomy or not. Um, but if they have that gene and they're coming to, let's say you, you're sitting here um, yearly, you would see that uh, cancer early on. Well, yes, you know, <laughs> it's hard to say, right? There's no definite. There's not a hundred percent guarantee. Right. Okay. Um, there's not a hundred percent guarantee. Some cancers even though they're small, can um, be what we call triple negative, very aggressive. And so they can show up in between screenings. So sometimes even despite screening, it's rare, but it does happen, you can get a triple negative cancer that you know requires chemotherapy. So if you ask me what's the absolute best assurance that you're not going to get breast cancer, then women decide to have all the breast tissue removed. But with modern plastic surgeries techniques, you know, we're looking good after right. this surgery. So, you know, and I think that's what Angelina Jolie did such a service to women is that, you know, here she is, you know, the sexiest woman alive and she's still going to be sexy. Right. 
Right. Know? Having the reconstruction. Having the reconstruction or, or even not, because it's not necessarily your breasts that make you sexy. Right. That's true. <laughs> it is the person, definitely. Um, you, you mentioned something that triggered another question about aggressiveness. Um, are there different types of breast cancer? Um, you said there's a triple negative. Oh, the, you know, um, where, you know, research in breast cancer right. has also advanced significantly. And we're finding that there are maybe a thousand different types of breast cancer. Wow. And we're now able to treat, you know, your specific type of breast cancer. And we tailor the treatment to, you know, your specific type. And uh, that's why we're improving uh, survival from breast cancer. So if you look at survival from breast cancer over the past 20 years, it's improved 1% a year. So it's gone. It's improved 20%, or you can call it the mortality rate has decreased by 20%. Okay. So we're really we're making advances. We're really uh, we're really making a difference, and in large part that's due to early detection. And also to the better treatment uh, that we have now for breast cancer. Okay. Um, at the Breast Center, let's talk about Montclair Breast Center. Um, you can get your imaging. I understand that. You can uh, do your ultrasounds, your MR. Um, let's say there is a breast cancer that you find. Um, you said there, uh, there you have capability of surgery there. Um, what extent of surgery do you do, you do at the center? Is well, it- we, we have our own surgery center, which is private, um, and... We, as surgeons, myself and Dr. Marcy Hertz, who's my partner, we love using the surgery center um, because of many reasons. <laughs> uh, certainly, because it's right in our building, we can go up and down. So we can do the operation. The patient waits an hour till they recover, and then we can come downstairs and send them home and talk to them and their family, you know, as opposed to very often in the hospital. You know, you the surgeon leaves, and there's not. A, so you're doing full-blown surgery, mastectomy. Oh yeah, we and, do mastectomies and reconstruction. Okay. Any, oh, and we do any okay. surgery that can be done as a same-day surgery. And for a young woman, um, the surgery for um, you know even a mastectomy may only take an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, and you know we have good ways of pain control, and patients love going home. And so does the family because the whole family can be around and you're in your own house. And I make house calls. Oh, that's great. I I, I promised them. I said, you know, if you live within a half an hour, I'll make a house call if you have a problem. Okay. um, I guess what I want to know is is if you you have the time, we're we're talking to people now um, out there, what would you want? What's a strong message you want women to hear about breast cancer, breast imaging? um, to really know what what to do, because there's a lot of confusion, and, and with the media, they're they're scared. And I, I hear talk to a lot of women. So, what's your really good, strong uh, take home message for the listeners well, today? I think uh, information. You know, not the you know sounds trite, but knowledge is power. So, the more you learn uh, to find a doctor that you can trust, okay, and really don't scrimp when it comes to your health, you know, that you, that, that this is your most important asset. You should learn about it and you should take care of yourself. So really, um, know who is reading your mammogram. Okay. Preferably get to talk to them and look at it, get the best technology, get a 3D mammogram because 3D mammograms are 
finding more breast cancers. And then you can feel confident the rest of the year. Now, do you do 3D on everyone that comes? On to everyone that comes. Because, you know, once you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you can't go back. You can't. It, it is what it is. You have a stage two breast cancer. Right. That's what it is. You can't say, well, maybe if I had had a better mammogram last year. So I really want to encourage women to get the best mammogram that they can, that there is a difference on of, of um, skills of radiologists right. and technology and mammotechs right. uh, and that all of that plays a part in early detection. Right. And I agree with that sentiment. Also, being um, uh, the leaders in neurosurgery, we're kind of under the same gun. We tell people, you know, when you can get the best care and it's right in your backyard, maybe it's a little more money. Maybe we don't accept that specific insurance. We work with everyone. You know, come see us. We'll take care of you. But you know when you leave that you have the best technology, the best care, the best surgeons um, in the area. And pretty much the same thing for the Montclair Breast Center. Um, and that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Again, that um, going to wrap up our show today. My guest again was Dr. Nancy Elliott from Montclair Breast Center. Uh, her number is 973-509-1818. Um, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Um, we're right in Morristown at 973-285-7800. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next Sunday. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.